all, welcome back to the Honest to Goodness podcast, where we give you our honest opinions on good entertainment. Now, you can see that we have a guest appearing on our screens. Carrie, do you know who this is? Now, who is this guy? I thought you invited him. No, you you had to have invited him because I didn't do it. You sure? Yeah. Okay, I guess, yeah, I did invite him. <laughs> I might, I might be on the wrong podcast, guys. I might be on the wrong pa- podcast here. No, uh, you got it right. Is this the, is this the right one? Yeah. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> guys, welcome Andrew Walker. <laughs> hey, guys. And so if I'm excited. correct, this is this is the first time that you're interviewing an actor, right? Yes, yes it is. Yes. Well, I feel very privileged to be your first uh, subject. And go easy, <laughs> go easy on me, okay? Go easy on me. We'll see. we'll see. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to us and yes. be our first interviewer, like our interviewee. How do you say that? Interviewee. Interviewee. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it's honestly an honor, honor and privilege for us to be able to talk to you and be able to talk to you about, you know, anything and everything. So thank you. Um, You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, so what have you been up to lately? Uh, you want to know like details, um, like uh, minute to minute details. Yeah, I was, I was just, uh, <laughs> I was just at the, uh, the Los Angeles, um, uh, community, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's building and service community, uh, offices. Uh, we're, we're building a pool in our backyard right now and doing some work in the house. So I just dropped off some, some documents there and had to get them notarized. So that was my, that was my morning. Let my kids off, drove my kids to school. We did a music morning this morning. We usually do music mornings in the morning time here at uh, the Walker household. Um, it sounds a lot more, uh, I guess, organized and, or maybe <laughs> fun than what it really might be. It's fun, it's fun, yeah. but it's chaos, it's, cha- it's chaotic fun. It's, it's cha- <laughs> yeah. organized chaos. My son, my one son's on the piano. Yeah, anything you mix with kids is going to be chaos. So a little chaos, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. I have a two-year-old who's like a wild man, and he's like playing ah. the drums, and then he takes out the tambourine and just shaking it. And but you know, we're slowly but surely starting to, uh, I guess, find a sound. You know, there's like s- some structure that's happening to that's that's starting to to uh, to happen between everybody. And my six-year-old is taking piano lessons. So morning times, we usually. We do a little piano, and uh, I sit there and and make sure he's you know he's 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 doing everything he should. Um, but as of late, he's kind of doing it himself, which is great. He like sits down and plays the piano by himself, and doesn't need too much you know prompting from me. Um, but we love I love doing these music mornings because we blast like all different types of music. Like we'll 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 blast like Led Zeppelin and then ACDC and then we'll do like you know Paw Patrol and then we'll do like Nightmare Before Christmas uh and then we'll do you know it's like all all over the place it's very schizophrenic you got Um, a good variety there you got a good variety yeah I love it (laughs) (laughs) so that was my that was my that was my day today so far and now I'm here with you guys but if you want to be if you want to know every like other work-wise um I, uh, I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm waiting to, I'm waiting for the phone call to go do my next, my Christmas movie this year for Hallmark. So that's, should be coming up relatively soon. I know there's some things in the works there and I have a couple projects, some Christmas 
projects um, in development with them. So um, hopefully we'll find out about that too. And then, um, yeah, I did a, I did a short film a couple weeks ago with a friend of mine, uh, which is always nice to kind of do something different. Um, you know, it was not, it was not a, uh, a Hallmark related project at all. It was, uh, kind of the far opposite off on the spectrum, but it was, um, um, a lot of fun to, to play this character, kind of like this uh, desert sheriff who's been around the block. He's seen it all. And he's like kind of cynical and, and, uh, a little, um, you know, depressed even. And, um, and, uh, the movie's about, uh, about, uh, child trafficking actually. So it's got, it's a really serious wow. subject <clears throat> and I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in a desert, uh, border town. I'm in Texas border town. And basically I see a lot of that happening over the borders and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's been, it's kind of weighing, it's weighing on me, you know, and, um, and, and there's a most recent case that, that happened and we're trying to solve it. And so, you know, that was a lot of fun, but yeah, no, just, uh, just keep them busy. And I have my juice company out here in LA. So just doing, that's my kind of constant, you know, day to day when, when I'm not doing my acting. So, mm -hmm. and auditioning for things still. So plate is full, you know, but grateful, but grateful yeah. for it. That is so cool. I remember seeing the picture that you posted um, as that uh, sheriff character and you were wearing the uh, cowboy hat. And I remember just thinking, yeah. it would be perfect like as a like a, a sheriff in like Texas or Montana or something in some kind of series. I was like, that would be so him to do that role. It looked great. That would be a dream. You know, actually, a lot of the people that we were working with on that set, they they came off of 1883 and uh, Yellowstone. Wow. So um, it was really, really talented group of people. And um, yeah, I felt really grateful and fortunate to be to be a part of it. Yeah, that, that does sound really that does sound like obviously everyone that probably watches our podcast, they mainly you know you from Hallmark. So for them to hear you doing that kind of a role, they're probably like, whoa, that's way away from his normal, <laughs> his normal uh, stuff. So I, I yeah. think a lot of people are probably excited to see you do that kind of thing, see like how your range is. Yeah, well, actually, it's interesting you bring that up because my um, the way that I got into Hallmark is and I don't know if you ever heard this story before apologize if you have but for the for the listeners that haven't um 10 almost 10 years ago now I actually almost 15 years ago now I did a, a movie about a skinhead a neo-nazi skinhead uh called Steel Toes and it was with this actor yeah. named David Strathairn um David Strathairn's a, a theater actor mainly theater actor but he's 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 an unbelievable actor. He, he was nominated for an Academy Award for uh, a movie called Good Night and Good Luck um, a bunch of years ago. It was directed by George Clooney. Um, he was just most recently in, oh my gosh, the movie won an Academy Award last year um, for Best Feature. Best Feature. Uh, my gosh, what's it called again? Anyways, he was in that movie. He's worked with Meryl Streep a lot. Anyways, the guy's an unbelievable actor. I did this movie with him. He plays a Jewish attorney and I'm a neo-Nazi skinhead. And basically he brings me through my trial and becomes this like father figure to me. And basically this like, you know, beacon of light for my character. And he, he flips all of what I have known up to that point on its head. Mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, basically ch ch he changes me, you know, as a person. And uh, anyways, that movie 
I did it and won some awards. It was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a, it was a uh, indie, indie film, like a real indie film. Um, it looks very indie, indie made as well. But, but uh, that movie cut to four years later, I get a call from a manager and he goes, he goes, Hey, Andrew, you got a, you got an offer to do a Hallmark movie. And at that time I had taken about a year off of acting because I was, I was opening this two spar with my wife and um, I was kind of resenting the business because I, I, I hadn't been putting time. I didn't have the time or the time to put towards or the attention towards my acting to like go to class and watch movies and all the things you have to do as an actor, you know, just keep active and keep watching movies and keep, you know, following your favorite, your favorite um, performance, just, you know, your favorite performances and, and also mainly going to class. I mean, class is kind of like a, the gym, right? It's like an extra, like yeah, an actor needs to exercise what they're doing. And so I didn't, I didn't have that time to do that. Anyways, I get this call from a manager and he's like, you got an offer to do a Hallmark movie. It was called Bride for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I was like, I was like, Hallmark, don't they make greeting, greeting cards? Isn't that the greeting card company? They, <laughs> they make movies. And he's like, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, read the script. Let me know what you think of it. I read the script and I said, you know, this is an opportunity to get back into, get my foot back in the door and, and, uh, and get back on set. So I'm on set. I choose to do this movie. I'm having a great time. I'm working with this actress named Ariel Kebel and, uh, we're, we're, you know, yeah. yeah, she's great. She's great. And we're really jiving. It's her first Hallmark movie as well. And, um, and about five, six days into the, into shooting, I'm, I'm talking to the director and I said, Hey, Gary, his name is Gary Yates. Gary Yates has done like 25 Hallmark movies. He's, he's, yeah. he's like the go-to director in Winnipeg whenever Hallmark movies shoot in Winnipeg. Um, and, uh, I was like, Gary, how did, like, how did this come about? And he goes, you know how, you know, how this came about. He goes, I watched that movie you did with David Strathairn where you, you played the the skinhead. And uh, I went to Hallmark and I said, I want this guy in my movie. And so it was like this completely so far off the spectrum movie that I could have ever done that ended up getting me the role or that, you know, a Hallmark executive would have seen and been like, no, this guy's too, is too harsh or too like, right. you know, rough around the edges. Um, and, and, Gary actually is the one that I have to thank for it because he watched that performance and he said, he said, I think I want Andrew, I want Andrew in this, in this movie. And so it was, uh, it was from doing, you know, a completely different character that actually got like, that you'd see me in a Hallmark movie that got me into Hallmark. That wow. is so awesome. That's crazy. People underestimate the power of like indie films and stuff. Um, in 2020, I actually got to work on a, uh, independent film that some friends of mine were doing and I just told Morgan a little bit ago that they announced last night that they just got a distribution deal for it and I'm just like oh great oh my gosh that's great I'm like my boys made it I'm proud of them I always knew they would make it but yeah it's fantastic it was really yeah they they do underestimate it they under underestimate it you know I think actors also underestimate it because Mm. you know you you you, you're so used to this. Well, you're not so used. To, I don't want to say you're so used to it. A lot of actors that have had some success and, you know, some regular work in, in a normal feature or, you know, TV work or movie MOWs, movies of the week, you know, we're, we're used to being treated a certain way on set. You, you, everything's kind of like organized, but I love getting my hands dirty and coming in on something and, and, 
and helping any way I can. And this indie film, in this 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 short film I, I was doing, I was I, I I helped one of the other actors who's one of the producers um, cook lunch for everybody. Like I had a little break and I was like, I let's, saw go, that. let's go in the back I of the kitchen. Yeah, oh, you yeah. did. Yeah, so you know, it's like one of those things where it's just everybody on set. They're all helping to make this thing be the best thing it could possibly yeah. be. And you can and, really uh, build team. teamwork and like the family yeah. dynamic yes. of being a, to, together in it, you know? You're together and then you, the freedom to create is, mm -hmm. is so much more fluid and, and uh, you know, you, you know, I guess just you're supported in that freedom, you know, so much more yeah. because it's like you can try something and it's scary inside. You're like, yeah. I might be looking like a like a jerk right now, or like I might be look, coming across as completely fake or whatever it is. After you do it, and and then you 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 just try it, and then you know my buddy will come, who's an honest honest guy, will come back from around the camera and be like, "That was great. Okay, can you explore this? What you what were you you know what you were doing at this section? I would kind of put, amp that up a little bit more and like try to play with that a little bit more, or bring you know, explore that a little bit more with the character." And, you know, if it's like challenging somebody or if it's, you know, being a little bit more, you know, um, vulnerable or whatever the decisions are. Um, so I just love that. You know, I, lo I love I love that. And it, and it and having that one day on set kind of reinvigorated me again. I was like, man, I want to do I want to do some more uh, some more of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But Hallmark is kind of the I'm so fortunate that I have this staple, you know, type of work that I get to do on Hallmark where it's it's fun. It's, it's, uh, the, the content is so positive. I feel great when I finish doing a, doing a movie viewers feel great after they watch a movie, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's nice to kind of get all the, this, the, the, uh, you know, the full spectrum of, of, uh, right. of what you can do as an actor, you know? Yeah. Congratulations on the deal. You just got to sound with them yeah, congratulations. <laughs> that sounds amazing thanks so yeah. much guys thank you yeah, yeah there's been a whole slew of people now it's been great like ryan ryan just signed his and mm -hmm. luke mcfarlane and uh taylor cole and amy i was just texting with amy teagarden just before actually this podcast saying congrats and i think it's you know i think a lot of these people are really excited as well because hallmark is kind of is they're headed in such a great direction and there was um there was a moment where, you know, things were kind of the same, you know, and we knew the ex, it was just like, it was just the same kind of movies that were turning out, but now they're, you know, they're, they're starting to tell stories, you know, they, they have people that, you know, have, um, you know, it's just like real people, right? Somebody could be in a wheelchair. Somebody could be in a, you know, uh, there's, there's, they're telling the same sex marriage stories, blind, or, autistic, yeah. exactly all these right. things. So it's just, it's, it's the world that we live in. It's not, right. and, and they're still painting that, that really great picture of what it is and like what it could be or what, you know, I think, you know, we're so fortunate in the U S most people do live in this. We don't even realize how fortunate we are mm -hmm. living here. When you look all around the world, the things that, that happen all, you know, all over the world, but you know, Hallmark is still an escape place. People mm -hmm. can watch these movies and it right. takes you away and it makes you feel so good, you know, after you, after you watch these movies, we still know the endings are going to be happy endings Easy, and as they should be, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but the, con but the, but the, all the stuff in between the threads that make that, you know, that cloth or that blanket are, are a little different now, you know? Yeah. 
I know. I I remember whenever they announced. I don't know if it's out yet. Um, but I remember they announced the the movie where the two leads were uh, had Down syndrome, and you know, I was like, that's amazing. Like amazing. I don't think I've ever seen. Like I've seen one other movie I think that had Down syndrome couple like in it, and I remember that's that movie being so good. And I can't wait for this one to come out because I know that it's going to represent so many people, even people who don't have down syndrome but maybe they have a different kind of syndrome like i have yes. uh, i actually have a syndrome that i was born with because i have a heart condition um it's actually rare but like seeing that someone else has a syndrome and they're getting to be an actor or an actress or yes or this like that it even matters to them even if that person doesn't have down syndrome specifically just seeing someone who has a syndrome getting to have that spotlight is amazing we're all touched by somebody who has a syndrome of some yes. some sort, right? Like everybody, you know, everybody is. And so that's, again, going back to just real life stories and there's no reason why we should be shying away from that. It's not like it's going to take away from the the happiness of the movie or the way that it makes you feel. It's this, right. it's, if anything, I love contrasts. You know, I love contrasts in movie and that movies. And that's why I, I feel like I try to emulate or bring uh, to the characters I play is like, you know, there's got to be some real life events that are happening, some conflicts that you're working through as a human being. We're all working through conflicts of some sort in our life, whether it be health conflicts or relationship conflicts. Um, and so, you know, you, you have to, you have to bring those layers in as you're building out a character. And in, I love that they're, they're bringing in, actual characters with syndromes of some sort mm -hmm. into you know into these into the storytelling so mm -hmm. that's great yeah it really is and it eliminates a lot of stigma stigmatisms that surround that like i know like i know some people who still feel like like some certain people shouldn't be able to like and there are some people that unfortunately they probably will never get married or have like the fullness that and some people who don't have that syndrome but being able, like, I know it surrounds Down syndrome very heavily. Like, a lot of people don't yeah. see Down syndrome people getting married. But it's real. It happens. Yes. So yeah. being able to have that out would be, that is great. And I can't wait for even more. Like, people who are blind, people who can't hear, that are deaf, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So that's, that's, that's really it. great that they're doing that. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. So, um. kind of checking no you're good yeah 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 now it, uh adrian some of my favorite um movies that you've done uh bridal wave uh which that was with uh, i'm sorry my brain is not Ar ariel ariel as yeah well. ariel you did that one with her and i told morgan i said part of what was fun for me with that one is because uh her sister and brother-in-law uh melissa and mike they call them m&m well yeah. my uh brother michael is married to a megan so we nicknamed them eminem so it was like that little M &M. oh that's great that's great little connection there so bridal wave love and design that you did with danica uh mckellar yeah. uh the perfect catch i think has been one of my favorites that you did it's with mine you. too like we yeah that's yeah. our that's definitely that's, our favorite uh, out of you and nikki's together yeah. a lot of a lot of people say that between for nikki and i a lot of people say perfect catch and they can't decide between perfect catch or a dream of christmas yeah that's another good one yeah. yeah that's definitely a close second 
Yeah. Uh, my secret <laughs> Valentine, I know I texted you this, but um, my mom passed away in March and she loved Lacey Chabert. Like Lacey was her top favorite uh, Hallmark actress, but that was one of her favorite of Lacey's movies. And she, she was never good at remembering like who's in what or what the title of it was or whatever. Yeah. So it was always, oh, you know, that handyman movie. <laughs> like, uh, she just always called it the handyman movie. So that, that's a fun oh, memory man. with her. Uh, of course, Mary and Bright that you did with uh, Jody Sweeten, the 27 hour day that you just did with Autumn Reeser. Uh, of course, Wind Calls the and, Heart. Yeah, Wind Calls uh, the Heart. We're, we're a lot of our podcast is about Wind Calls the Heart. And of course, your newest one. Oh, is that? Okay, the, great. The Curious Caterer. Uh, Diane yeah, what, so what did you what did you guys think of what did you guys think of that? I loved it. Curious Caterer. I, yeah. You're like like you, I remember like our friend, we were friends with the um, Swing My Heart podcast that you just did an interview mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Uh, and I remember they were, you were kind of, cause the movie had not come out yet. You were like, I'm really, you were talking about how you have to have, you were kind of a little bit more gruff than you've usually yeah. ever been in a Hallmark. I loved it. Yeah. I, I liked that new side of your, of you with the movie. Mm-hmm. So, and it was cool because it didn't like, cause you and Nikki have done so many movies together. It did not yeah. change y'all's chemistry at all. Like it was still so, great. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting you said that. Um, what what about you, Carrie? What did you think of it? Oh, I <laughs> before I respond. It. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> um, I loved it. Like the Hallmark mysteries are a staple around my house. They're so good. So, uh, <laughs> so I was super excited for it to come out of course I love I always love your movies and of course I love you and Nikki doing stuff together and um I really liked it like I feel like I have an appreciation for good writing and that to me was very well written uh, I know Morgan commented to me that like it actually surprised her who it, it was like, yeah, she didn't it, it, it like I got duped I was like I could have sworn I had the person that did it like down pat and then it went like right yeah that's yeah. What, that's yeah. what I felt yeah. as well when we read the yeah. script Nikki and I said the exact same thing we read the script we were like, like See, I was gonna I, ask did you, you not did guys. you not know who it yeah. was until the very end and I was like yeah I didn't know either it's great yeah but I was you know that was that. yeah because I was like surely you guys knew but like I was kind of gonna ask, like, like, did you guys know? Did it get you guys? So that's kind of cool. It about did it. not yeah. get, yeah. When we read the script, it did not get us at all. Wow. Um, but it's interesting you said that. Uh, say that, Morgan, about uh, how um, you know you've seen Nikki and I so many times in other movies, and um, and so the reason why I chose to play that character that way is something that we, you know, Nikki and I spoke about a lot before, as we prepped for this movie. We're like, people have seen us in four other, you know, four other, three other films. And they, you know, they know what they're going to get. We have the trust of the viewers. Let's give them something completely different. It could Mm -hmm. fall on its face. It could be a complete flop, but at least we'll know that there's this movie that is completely different out there that you'd see that you're, that you're watching Nikki and I work together in and, and still continue to build. There's, you know, it does, it's a slow burn that, that, um, that relationship as it, as it builds, but, you know, that's what we wanted to go. That's what we were going for. And that's, uh, I think, you know, something that made it such an interesting job for me to, you know, we, we didn't, I never thought of myself being on a Hallmark set when I was doing that movie. It wasn't like, I was just, you know, when I, when you do the the rom-com movies or, or any of the Christmas movies, you, you know, I do, you do have to play 
within that sandbox, you know, of, uh, of uh, the hallmark that you, that I more or less know pretty well now um, after doing 2020 movies with them. But, you know, you, I just know the formula, right? Like it's like 42 pages in, 45 pages in, that's when I, you know, when you're starting to have that budding relationship with your female co-star and the romance starts to come out. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then it starts to build from there and then page 92, that's when things potentially might fall apart and then things quickly come back together again, you know, as you know, uh, page 115 or 100, the 120 page script is what these movies are. So out of 120 pages, the, the formula is kind of what it, you know, is, uh, is more or less laid out. But in this movie, you know, Curious Caterer, it's a, it's a book series and, um, hopefully the book series, hopefully it goes for more. We have, there's 18 other novels, you know, that are, that are in place. Uh, And so, um, so in this case, our relationship would only start to develop on page 450. You know what I mean? If you're taking all of those movies into consideration. And, um, and so that's what we, what we chose to do in this movie. And, and also I I just wanted to give people uh, a, a glimpse of, you know, a different Andrew and, and, uh, and I, I, I think from what I gather, people liked it, you know, but I definitely think that there's, there's, there's honest friends. My, my parents have some like very honest Hallmark watching friends and like one of, one of them, the most, the most honest one who, who is also my, um, my elementary school teacher, her name is Janice Morrow. And, uh, she was my grade, uh, four and grade six teacher. And, uh, she's like, oh, well, she was Andrew. You got to stick to the rom coms. You got to stick to the rom coms. I didn't. I didn't like your character at all in this movie. Totally too cold. Too cold. You just. It was. It. it you know. You, you do the rom coms so much better. And she's like very <laughs> brash in the way that she says says these things. Um, sorry, my camera is starting to fall on me here. Let me one second here, guys. You're okay. Now I feel um, like I feel like that speaks to your character as a like just a, like the person that you are though, that she didn't like to see you playing somebody that was more hard and cold, uh, whatever that she's like, that's not you. Like, that's you not you. Like, yeah. I like yeah, you. I know, but yeah. I was like, Janice, I'm acting. I'm a- this is acting, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's not this really is, me. This is, it's this character. It's not really like, me. Not me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm bringing, you know, we're doing something different here, you know? So yeah. Anyways, she, uh, she, she was funny. Cause she left me with it. She left, she left me with a question mark. She goes, she goes, well, what do you, what do you think? And I'm like, Oh, she flipped it on well, you. Yeah. That she flipped it on me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I think well, one thing that was fun for me watching it is I almost felt like, um, your character like had started melting a little bit at points. And yet it was almost like he felt like he had to keep this persona up or somebody would see that he was softer than he was letting on yeah. you know so it was almost like he was like starting that. to just peer through the armor there a little bit but he wasn't gonna like just completely let it go which is so, understandable. Yes. that was fine given, for me yeah which is understandable given like you know you in the movie your character does give a little bit of a backstory about like his ex-wife and how he came to be mm-hmm. at elkwood and i guess exactly. that, would, that would be and even as the type of investigator or detective that you are having you you even spoke about how you were you were tired of the crime that was where you were in all yeah. that and how you in kind san of francisco down. yeah yeah so it kind of almost it, it matches with the story of uh, with his story like it was be kind of understandable for him to be that way mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you, again, going back to like, you know, these uh, real life stories and people are, you know, people uh, are fractured in a way in certain line, in lines of work, especially as a, as a police officer. And like, I got so much respect for, you know, that line of duty. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you think of what a guy goes through, a detective goes through in a city like San Francisco, which is which is really, yeah, it ha- I mean, it has truthfully being there numerous times now over the past few years, I've been living in Los Angeles, San Francisco has changed a lot. It, there's a lot more crime there now. There's a lot more, yeah. the homeless situation is really out of control. And, mm. you know, it's, um, it, and so I actually just, I had, I had to sit for a few days on and do a lot more research on like what it is to be a detective, like what detectives go through therapy for detectives. Um, wow. You know, uh, yeah, what detectives speak, speak about, what they go through, the experiences that they go through, and and you know what kind of weighs on them, and um, and and so here here a guy you know a guy's going through. He's he's a detective. He's leaving the city because of the crime factor, and he's he's going down with the uh, under with the impression that his wife is going to come with him, and then she goes, "No, I want a divorce," and so he's now newly divorced coming into this new town and now this big, you know, this, the most important case probably that, that he's, that he's had to, to be on so far mm-hmm. has come around. And so he's, there's a lot of pressure on him. And, um, and so just taking all those real life events and then stacking that on uh, was, was really important for me in, 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 in bringing this character character to life. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I love when I hear actors talking about, how they really do the work and research mm-hmm. and like they try and put like they they'll even go and talk to someone who is an act like for instance with you like maybe you actually go and talk to a detective and ask him like what it's like for him day to day like what's going on with his mental state uh his family life you know how it affects his family life and that that kind of thing like I, I love watching interviews like that where people really dig out dig deep into how they what other stuff they do because a lot of people don't absolutely do that. yeah yeah. So um, that's the beauty of acting. We get to play. Yeah. We get to we get to play. Become these characters and um, and learn about what these people that we're portraying and and that's giving them a respect as well, right? Because yeah. now I have this whole new respect. I knew I knew being a cop was was really tough. You know, my cousins, my cousins, a, a retired officer. We had a um, a. a a building man, an old building manager that of a condo that we used to live in here. He was a detective, Los Angeles de- de- detective. And, wow. uh, and I, we would talk to him about certain things. He was pretty you know, tight lipped about what his line of work entailed and stuff. But, yeah. um, but you know, it's not, not knowing the details of what he potentially goes through and like Los Angeles, what a, what a city to be a, yeah. a police officer or a detective in, you right. know, you're seeing a lot of stuff here. So, you know, it's, it's, actors should be doing the homework when they go into playing these roles because it's giving the person that you're portraying the respect and that line of work the respect that it deserves mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah i i fully agree and plus like like you were mentioning about how you know san francisco like the homeless rating is way is ridiculous like the crime there is getting a lot worse like me down here in louisiana i have no clue like i didn't i don't know that it's it's like that because you don't really see that being portrayed like on the news and like it's not out there a whole lot people don't want to talk about yeah. the bad stuff or they, yeah. they yeah. Love mention it a little bit but that's it you know so for him to be able to kind of talk about that and that be put out there 
And so, like, I know that probably means a lot of people who actually live in San Francisco, they're like, okay, they're actually talking about this. Great. Mm, yes. Yeah, that's it. Visual here. Yeah. And going back to like, this is, these are things that we're, we're able to bring up in Hallmark movies now. You know, we maybe I wouldn't, we, my character wouldn't have said that, you know, we wouldn't even right. put it out there in the world because why are we even going to make people, people's minds go there or even right. question that, you know? So, right. uh, so yeah, no, I think, I think it was, I think it was, it, the, the script was really well written and, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I loved, I loved doing it. You know, it, yeah. it really was a dream, a dream role and situation to work with Nikki again and we we love working together we work so well together and um and so yeah, we love y'all's like behind the scenes videos of you guys like dancing and cutting up on behind like in between scenes <laughs> Morgan, and, yeah, Morgan and I are both like really big behind the scenes geeks yes. so like we, uh, yeah. we we a lot of times enjoy <laughs> the behind the scenes of a movie as much if not more than we actually enjoy the movie so that's funny you know sometimes as as an actor I I, you know I don't I I don't even realize how much people enjoy the behind the scenes so sometimes I I feel like it's a little uh self-indulgent when I'm like hey look what I'm doing and I show people you know or like like bragging you're kind of rubbing it yeah like look what I'm doing definitely not that's not how that means anything definitely not all the behind the scenes (laughs) Like get it, but you know, yeah, I guess I'm I'm a, I'm a sport fanatic. And like, if, if, if an athlete is giving behind the scenes of them on the field or things that are going on and like talking to the camera about experience either you know, if it's a hockey player or football player or something, I'm always, I'm, I love hearing what, what it's like Mm -hmm. to seeing what it's like to be a professional athlete, you know? So I guess, you know, I don't realize it, but it is fun to see what it's like to be on one of these sets and one of these movies sets behind the scenes and like seeing it while the actor's talking to, you know, kind of walking people through what they're doing in their day and stuff. So um, noted, noted. So when I do my Christmas movie, I'll do, I'll do some more behind the scenes just for you guys too. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Keeping you guys in mind. Okay. Keeping you guys in mind. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think too, like for me, which like I said, I've always been a behind the scenes geek. You can literally see pictures of me and my brother when I'm like three and four years old and we're sitting there playing, I think it was connect four. And I'm like, my hand is like playing the game and my head is turned like this. And I know I'm watching a movie. So I have like always been movie obsessed since I was born pretty much. But I think (laughs) definitely when I got to work on a set that it gave me a whole new appreciation because it's like people have no idea what goes into making a movie. The one and two hours of sleep a night and the three weeks of that and, you know, whatever. And just, you know, just everything that goes into it and all the little moving parts that, you know, that everybody pitches in to make this movie. I don't care if it's somebody that brought coffee to set that day and kept everybody from getting killed or if it was the main actor that, or the director or the writer, you know, every person plays a big part. And and it couldn't be done without any one of them. Um, One more quick question before we move on to another role of yours, but... Does there happen to be any news yet as to whether or not uh, the Curious Caterer will get picked up as an actual series or not? Uh, no news just yet. No okay. news just yet. But uh, 
we're we're hoping we're gonna find out relatively soon you know it's it's uh yeah we yeah i i i you know these things sometimes they take a long time sometimes we could find out in you know six months a year i don't know but um we're hoping and they have they do have the rights to the second novel so i know that there's one more in the in the potential work so we'll see we'll see that's good. Well, we're keeping our fingers we're crossed. Keeping for our fingers crossed. <laughs> so am I, guys. So am I. Thank you. I have to say, you mentioned him in the Swing My Heart podcast. Uh, your your right hand man, Mason. Oh my gosh, I love amazing <laughs> in this. I was cracking up at every single one of his scenes. I was like, okay, that's exactly what Andrew was describing. He's like the annoying little brother that's like tagging yeah. along, totally not doing what he needs to be doing, or mess like you uh, know, so like really green when yeah. it comes to that guy. Crazy. Yeah, he is a gem. He's so much fun. He had everybody in stitches. Like he's yeah, his name is Riley Davis. Yeah, he's Riley's so funny and he's really talented, you know, really talented Canadian actor. Just recently got out of um, acting school. And um, and so, yeah, this was like one of his like fourth, fifth gigs that he is that he's ever done. So for him to bring wow. that kind of confidence and quirkiness to the character was really was was really something. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have thought that that was that he was that green, even with the acting. Yeah, it's like he was great. His chemistry with you, his very natural, yeah, was really yeah. good. It was really natural. It's funny um, that his yeah, name yeah, is Riley because I had told Morgan uh, before we came on here, I was like, we were talking about him, and I was like, he makes me think of Riley from uh, the National Treasure movies, which is like my all time favorite character. Mine too. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. another movie. Yeah, that's another, another movie we just that's what it was about, making me think of. So that's funny that his name actually to, is Riley. You know, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that movie yet. I gotta see what? that movie. What? Yeah. Okay, I that's know. your homework assignment. You've got to go watch yeah, there you, go. you got a homework okay. assignment. All right. Uh another one, like me and her were actually texting this uh a while ago. Like one of the things was like him saying, like, you're the coolest person I know. Uh, that even include, includes Detective Schultz and like you're behind him and yeah. she's like Mason and he's like I'm gonna head back to the station now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was, like, I think it was like, really cute. Yeah. It was cute to me too when he was like talking about um, when he was talking to your character about that he used to have a crush on her. I don't have a crush on her anymore. I'm thinking, dude, you totally do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. That's gonna make it interesting. <laughs> Never think start heating up between your characters. That's gonna be right? like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny because that wasn't even really that was that was discovered on the spot. Like we were going wow. through it a few times, and I'm like. Yeah, you, to- you totally, you totally do. Yeah. And also like it, it, it's all in the way that, you know, you, you find things out when you're, when you're, when you're, you know, when you're on set, when you're working with, you could be work. I, my wife reads lines with me. She'll do, she'll help me with auditions and stuff like that. And she's, she's okay. But she's like, not great. You know? she's like, she's kind of like, just like gives me the lines. But when you're working with the actor and they come in with decisions and they come in with like, you know, yeah, decisions and how they and choices. You know, you immediately you're like, oh, that's how, okay. It triggers a response, and mm-hmm. so you know, I love I love that about working with you know actors on a set once these people have been hired, and you know, your supporting cast or whatever, and you find out so much about the story and how they perceive it or how it should go and the direction it should go by the way that people are 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 talking and responding. You know, and so 
mm-hmm. that was kind of done in the in the moment, you know, between Riley and I. Yeah, the de- the delivery of Alon like makes all the difference in the world. When it's when all the difference. The the movie that I worked on, the uh, actress that was her first like for real role, um, and I heard her deliver this one line, and I looked at our producer. I'm a snob. Okay, I'm sorry. I am. I'm a snob. Um, but I was like, <laughs> I'm a snob too. I'm a snob too. <laughs> Uh, I, I had the person that like sitting there watching the movie with me you better be ready for commentary and for me to go Morgan knows this because she watched the movie with me and I did not shut up the entire movie um, you paused it at least 15 times not lying I <laughs> not lying not exaggerating yeah but I, she delivered this one line and what like, when you watch the movie it d- doesn't come out as bad as it sounded to me like just standing there that she was like, I know you're a star, a big star, whatever. And I just shook my head and I looked at the producer and I was like, she said that line wrong. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, she should have had a pause for effect. I said, she should have been like, I know you're a star, a big star. Like, you know, like just kind of pause for effect in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, well, I agree with you, but you know, the director's not changing anything. So I can't say anything, you know, I'm the producer. I can't say anything. And I'm just like, you know, it, again, like watching the movie, it didn't come out sounding as bad as I was expecting it to. But that was literally the one line that I was like, oh, girl. Like, <laughs> you, you should you should be a creative producer, Carrie. Huh? That's what creative oh, producers do. That's what they her, do. She needs to get in there. She needs to get in there. Mm-hmm. I actually, we can talk about this a little bit later, but I actually am working on a storyline that you are an inspiration for one of the characters and Tyler is an inspiration for one of the characters. And that if I could cast it, y'all would totally be playing it. And All so, right. <laughs> Fun fact, you your character has a wife that we actually thought your wife should play because she doesn't really have any oh. life, but we yeah. thought, you know. It would, it would pretty much be her like just coming in the room, you're listening to a conversation on your phone and her being like, who are you talking to? And you'd be like, shh, you know, and her trying to get you to hang up and you're like, no, I want to hear this, you know, because you're <laughs> overhearing the other characters like confessing their feelings for each other and you're the brother <laughs> of, the, of the leading lady in the okay all right yeah well my 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 wife would probably never (laughs) do a movie um but if tyler and i were in it together and maybe you you paid her in chardonnay or or (laughs) she she may she may do it she's got it (laughs) she's got it (laughs) tell her she's got her first acting role there you go there you go um we do you want to move into When Calls the Heart for just a minute and talk about that? Yeah, sure. We'll do it real quick. Um, yeah. Uh, so our first, or I think my first time ever seeing you is as the iconic Billy Hamilton, who <laughs> strolls into town and makes iconic. a Iconic. <laughs> I he is. Um, I know, like, obviously, in the I don't. You probably haven't even gotten to really watch the show, obviously, because you are busy with actually doing the uh, acting. But, um, you know, in the recent past season, you know, they brought back, uh, you know, doing triangles and everything. I'm not going to lie. Conversations about Billy Hamilton and her fiance, her ex-fiance, or, well, I guess he wasn't even really her fiance. She didn't say yes. Uh, Charles, like, you guys were constantly being brought up. They were like, oh, he's totally like Billy, or, like, or he's totally like Charles, and it's like, no, they are, they are them. You can't <laughs> compare them. Like, you will know who is who. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 
yeah we had people like i we talk about your billy all the time um i actually just recently went back to season one and i haven't watched it in years and i actually got fooled i was like okay yeah he's totally the thief like he's the one that's hung around stealing people's stuff while he's like you know smooching with Elizabeth. yeah 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 no, you were just there because you just got recently fired from her dad so you thought oh i'll weasel my way into the family i'll be his uh son-in-law let's 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 do it like that like what brought you to win calls the heart like basically long story short like how did you get the like uh, how did you find out the role so i uh like six weeks before that maybe two months before that i tested uh with daniel lissing for the Mountie, for the lead, for, for, for the, the, yeah. the lead, for Jack. Okay. And uh, with Aaron, we did a chemistry read. And um, I thought that I was going to, to play Jack. And, uh, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, Jack, uh, Dan, I love Daniel. Daniel's a great mm -hmm. guy. And he's done it. He's done, did such a great job with that character. Um, but uh, they went with Daniel and the, and Brian Bird, the, uh, the producer, he called my manager and he was, it was so sweet of him to do this, but he called my manager and he said, look, Andrew did such a great job. We would love for him to come on a couple episodes and potentially play like, you know, um, the, you know, antagonist or, you know, just, you know, a few episodes. And mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, as if, as if, you know, everyone said, you know, it's nice of him to call my manager and say that, but is it, you know, I don't know if they're actually going to, if that's actually going to happen and yeah lo and behold a couple couple months later i got a call and they said hey do you want to come up here and play this character billy hamilton it's gonna be a fun character um and uh i read it immediately and i'm like this guy needs a mustache i gotta keep a mustache <laughs> if i can keep a mustache it would be great because it would really help me with this you know with this character and so yeah. homework homework said yes yeah to the mustache and I kind of like had an idea that he was a little bit of like Bill the Butcher from, do you, remember, do you ever see that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Um, uh, I've seen clips. Uh, I haven't seen like the full movie, but I've seen clips of it. So Daniel Day-Lewis plays Bill the Butcher in um, yeah. uh, Gangs Gangs of New York. And, and so Billy Hamilton, I felt like he had a little bit of this like Bill the Butcher thing where he's, he's just like, you know, um, very mysterious and and uh you know he he could be your best friend but then stab you in the back you know when you mm -hmm. turn your back and like so like yeah i just and i felt like just we just scratched the surface with who that who that character could be so mm -hmm. there's always been a little bit of talk about bringing billy back and potentially having billy be reformed um but uh my phone hasn't hasn't rang yet. My phone hasn't rang. I'm actually gonna ask you uh, if you wanted to come back as Billy, or maybe you come back as like a new character, like if maybe maybe Billy's long lost twin or something. Or, yeah, <laughs> actually, it's funny you said that. People had had been talking about having it be Billy. Billy had a twin too. Um, but so I like automatically thinking you're Billy, even though you're technically playing his twin, and you're she's like freaking out, and you know, you're like um. Yeah, you're talking about. I like, think it'd be nice to yeah. like come out of come out of jail, and yeah. be this reformed guy that has like changed, and everybody thinks of me as the 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 old Billy, but mm -hmm. I have to kind of win people over, and I'm starting to do things for people, and people don't, you know, 
people don't trust me from the beginning, but a couple people give me a chance and I actually go above and beyond and I'm trustworthy and I kind of hold a Bible, you know, to like, I have like a a Bible on me or like I have, you know, I'm, I'm just. That would be a very Billy move. Cause like, like with the poetry and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. That would be a very big. And I'm like in training to be a, in, (laughs) in training to be a pastor or something like that, you know, maybe I, Oh my god! You know? That would be I, amazing. I, we I need love this. That. We need I love this. that. <laughs> oh, Mark, if you're watching, please. That's let's, do let's do let's this. Let's do this. Do this. Yes. Please. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's actually funny because uh, we come up with like storylines all the time. Like when you were saying oh, yeah. we need you to be creative producers, we come up with storylines all the time. I literally uh, just before you came on uh, had messaged Jocelyn Hudden and was like okay idea occasionally like message with her and I was like okay I have an idea a remake of love in the afternoon with Audra Hepburn and Gary Cooper with Jocelyn and Eric Mavis uh from sign still delivers she was like I am down (laughs) but I'm like (laughs) I I love this stuff but um one night were we on a live like what the heck happened when we figured out how to get Tyler Oh, that was yes we were on live one night really late like at the time I wasn't working we were we both weren't working because of COVID Mm -hmm. um and everything and we were up until like four or five o'clock in the morning delirium has done set in Mm -hmm. and we just start thinking about like what can we add to the cast because I think at the time it was like season seven season eight trying to figure out who to bring in for fate because like they've never like Carson left or we we had gotten told that he was going to be leaving after the season so we're like okay fate's going to need a new guy we immediately thought about Tyler that's Paul Paul like Paul Green "Mm -hmm." Yes, Paul yeah. Green left. Yeah. Um, he had a baby, so that's the reason why he had to leave. Is because he yes, went to the yeah. uh, Totally understandable. We honestly commend him for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, but Faith needs someone. We can't be leaving her stranded for like the third time by a guy. Okay, we need. She needs someone. So we're like, she automatically thought about Tyler. We started doing it. We were start. We were like, you know, maybe he's like this gruff cowboy who comes in and he's like kind of cocky and just like you know. Typically, like how a lot of Tyler's characters are. Oh, Tyler, and, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and how, like, how Tyler is in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> edge, edge of mystery, a little bit of snark yeah. to it. Yeah, like, obviously, Faith is a doctor now. And I don't remember everything we came up with. Something about like him getting injured and her having to take care of him and him like popping something off about a female doctor. You know, like, oh, I kind of dig that. Like, yeah. maybe kind of flirting with her. Like, you know what? That's actually kind of hot or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think you maybe not in those it. words. Maybe a little bit more proper hallmark term. Yeah. But I uh, think, yeah, yeah. I think you posted it like on your Insta story or something. I think <laughs> I tagged Tyler in it. Uh, yeah. I think we actually saved that live on one of our accounts, either on your account or my account. I and I think I tagged Tyler or something. I did something on my story and I tagged Tyler in it, and I pretty much did the lowdown on it. And he's like, looks like you guys got it all figured out. I'm in. Like, and we were like, okay. <laughs> that just happened. So, yeah. You didn't you didn't expect him to to see, no, to see the, the post? At all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ty- Tyler is all knowing on social media. He's, <laughs> he sees it all. He sees it well, all. He sees it all. He didn't see everything. He didn't see everything. We were actually going to try and get him to surprise you today yeah and like sneak up on the live like hey buddy Uh, and he did not see the message on my instagram (laughs) oh geez maybe he yeah maybe he deliberately did 
convenient. Yeah, he's probably like, yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> he's probably like, I am not dealing with these crazy girls. <laughs> He's he, he's actually he's gonna be he's coming over to our house in in the next few days. He's in, he's in LA right now, so he. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's why we said yeah. hi and that we missed him. I will, I will. I'll be like, <laughs> why didn't you come on that podcast, man? <laughs> tell him, tell him we want him to come on though, because we want to uh, recap. It was always you. So we're yes. Like, okay. About that oh man, that movie is amazing. Oh yeah, that that one is really good. I would love to see you and Aaron do a movie together. Well. Yeah, I'd love that to do that. That would be really cool. Yeah, because you guys did have really good chemistry, uh, mm-hmm. even as Billy and Elizabeth. Yeah. She's amazing. It's difficult not to have chemistry with her. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And oh. she's, and now I think I, I would prefer doing something with her now than back then, too, because just, you know, you get a little older and understand your craft a little more, understand who you are a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that we could. I think that we would have a really good time doing doing a movie together, mm. and 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 just you know, yeah, it would be. I think it would be a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. What what kind of yeah. movie would you like to do with her? Like, would you want to do like the standard like Christmas, or do you maybe something completely not like not that even was, really that holiday? Was, that was actually a question I was going to ask you. Like, if like if you could just come up with your own project, what would you do, and who would your who would your uh, castmates be? Well, I, I have come up with my own project. Um, right. There's one that I have in development, but I don't know if I can say anything about it right now just yet. Yeah. So I can't, but um, I, you know, I, I do like a dream of Christmas really resonated with me because I, 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 there's, I don't think there's anything more, devastating or or you know uh, heart-wrenching than losing your partner potentially and your life partner and then and then winning winning them back somehow or or fighting to get them back in your life somehow and Mm -hmm. so that movie and I think when I did it I I I had a I had a our our son was like a month old but now that I have a six-year-old too there's something you know there's 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 so much more weight to my life now and you know and and having two kids you know and I think that you know losing losing your partner for whatever reason or things just happen where you feel like there's a a fracture in the relationship or something and you win them back the the the, I mean it was always you was was a was a really you know it was a it was dangerous territory for them to tow but they did it so well in that Mm -hmm. movie that he kind of like he, it wasn't like he was stealing his brother's right girlfriend you know it, it, it almost was, was a twist to where that. his brother actually stole his in a way because like yes. he held this held this torch for her and then in swoops his brother and it's like mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that was mm-hmm. yeah i really loved and the- i really loved the discussion between the brothers right there where they actually uh talked about basically uh how they're different spirits like he's he this one has to have everything planned down to the letter and the other one you know is just like free spirit and I loved how they had that conversation though basically kind of I wish I respect who you are that they didn't resent each other for it I love that element yeah yes I think that's the a good relationship that my wife and I have because I'm a little bit I'm the I'm the 
jokester, free spirit person that doesn't really have anything in order in my life. And, um, and she, she's like a type and she runs our company and she's, I'm kind of an idea guy. And I just kind of like throw a bunch of things her way and then go, okay, see you later. I'm going to yoga or like whatever, you know, and, and, she's, and she's like, she like gets it all done. Um, but that makes yeah, your marriage great because you, you know, you depend on each other in that, that aspect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you yeah, we had, on her a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah, she works so hard for what she gets. And I kind of don't, in a way, I kind of just, I have this little bit of luck that happens where I just kind of, t- t- today, perfect example, I'm at, the, I'm at this, I'm getting these, I'm recording these documents for some renovations we're doing at the house. And there's one document that I got everything else notarized. I didn't get one document notarized. I waited in this line for like an hour and I'm at the front of the lineup and uh, I see the, see the lady and she's like, Oh, you need to get this notarized. And it's been just like two and a half months that I had to make it, that I've been waiting for this appointment. I'm like, Oh, I need to get it notarized. I said, I said, I go, I need to get it notarized. And the first lady in line behind me, she goes, I'm a notary. Do you want me to notarize it for you right now? And I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. This, I'm like, awesome. And most people will be like, it's just my luck. Like, people go, it's just my luck. It's just my luck that something bad happens, you know, but I really do feel like it's just my luck that something good happens, you know? And, and I, I think that that's, you know, you do have a choice in life where you, you, you wake up in the morning time and you can, my wife and I talk about it all the time. You, you have a choice to wake up and either, you know, think of all the things that are going to stress you out in your day or the things that you have to be scared of, or you're nervous to do, or, you know, fears and and restrictions on you know on the the goals that you want to attain or you can wake up and go i'm ready for this i'm positive i'm ready to take the day on Mm -hmm. i can't wait to have my coffee it's going to be incredible i can't wait to see this person you know just like everything and you can take it in snippets and bite-sized pieces and you know but i i really do feel like that's um it's an exercise you can't just like it doesn't just happen overnight but you you can definitely start to change that 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 progress your mindset your yeah. mindset it's mindset exactly yeah. yeah yeah morgan and i have both had oh boy a heck of a several months um my grandfather passed away christmas day and then my mom passed away christmas day yes both both of my dad's parents passed away on christmas day his mom passed away 2012 his dad passed away 2021 and then my mom passed away very unexpectedly in march and then Morgan. So sorry, Carrie. <laughs> thank you. Morgan uh, had to have her dog put down recently. And like right before my grandfather died, well, we had moved him in with us and then we had to put him in the nursing home. Well, then he was in and out of the hospital. And then it was like every other week, somebody in our family was sick. And then I got COVID in February. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just been like months of everything that could go wrong going wrong. And for both of us. And today we were cracking up. She called me earlier and she was like, I got a raise today. She got a raise at work today. Oh, congratulations, Morgan. It's great. Thank you. I mean, it's been chaotic at work. I mean, the scheduling at work is like we, in fact, two people actually quit at my job today. And like, thankfully we have people coming in to interview to hopefully fill those spots pretty quickly. But like, it seems like we've been understaffed for like months. So I've been having to take up extra shifts, which I'm not complaining because, hey, that's money in my bank account that I need. Um, but yeah. like, we've always been trying to twist on the positive side of it and try and get our minds away from the negative because it's very easy 
Oh yeah, not in the negative with us. Like oh, it is. Yeah, so, it is. Like, I mean, it's easy yeah. with with most with a lot of people yeah. with most yeah. people. Yeah, and yeah. and you know so. It is really about finding the positives, the, as many positives as you possibly can really in your day, not it. not celebrating it. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, well, congrats so, so, on your on that on that raise. And, thank you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. She, she had the news about the raise, and then I was like, I forgot to tell you when I talked to you last night. They got a distribution deal for May Dream Man. And then uh, we were like, and hey, we get to interview Andrew today. We were like, thanks for letting us this is like the best day we have had in months. So thank oh, you. Guys. Yeah. Me too, guys. Me too. Awesome. Oh, um, but that's what we love to do with this podcast too, is because a lot of negative has been happening with the show that a lot of people are like, they're wanting to really hone in on the negative, like especially the past two episodes. Like I don't really have to explain the episodes to you for or anything, but you know, people, we've noticed like on social media, everybody's been wanting to hold on what they don't like about the episodes, what they don't like about how some characters are changing or they're not like their old selves anymore. And we're like, you know, you have to like, there's not that many shows like When Calls the Heart out there mm-hmm. where you yeah. can watch them with your kids, your grandparents, or, you, you know, it's got faith, it's got hope, it's got love, it's got community, it's got family. You know, you don't find that many shows that are like that. And yes, we may not, we may not like every single aspect of the show. There might be some characters that, that we don't like as much as we like the others, you know, but you can't keep honing in on negative because then it's like, why are you watching the show? You're putting so much negative, yeah. you know, don't watch the show. Like we even tell people like, please stop watching it because we don't want that much yeah. negative being put into your life if that's all you can focus on. Because it is hard to go from, you know, only thinking of the negative too like you said it's not going to be like overnight yeah kind of yeah. thing it's so not, it's not going bring, to be but yeah we kind of try to remind cha- them like hey look at this positive like, thing yeah like we're trying to like it's hey chain but links. like mm-hmm. yeah it's chainlinks. you start one you do another one you you it, it, it all kind of interconnects after a while and then and then you know and then it's and then it's just flow you know what i mean you're like you're like, oh, well, of course that was going to work out for me. Of course that's supposed to work out for me. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's what you, what I hope at least to, you know, to, to strive for every day. And that's what people, I would, what I feel like people should, some people, yeah, they, some people sit in the negativity and it perpetuates and it's just, it's, it's easier to complain about something, right. Than it is to give a compliment or just walking, you know, walking down the street, seeing somebody and saying, Hey, you know, nice love those sunglasses, you know, or, mm-hmm. Oh, Hey man, how you doing? You know, or just, you know, can I get that door for you? Or, you know, just like going, just going a little bit out of your way to, 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 um, to put out good, good energy, good vibes. You know, I used to work at uh, Wendy's a few years ago. Okay. And when I worked uh, the front, I prefer working drive through, which is apparently unusual when you work fast food. I don't know. Because they would find out pretty, the couple of fast food restaurants I worked at, they would find out pretty quickly I was good on drive. And they would like keep me over there because nobody wanted to work drive. And I loved it. I'm like, listen, if I'm on drive, I'm not responsible for everything out front. Okay. Like that is too stressful for me. But um, when I would work the front, um, like it's really comical because there is a method to how families order. You'll have a family walk up. And they'll stand there and look at the menu for a minute. And then the mom will order for each one of the kids, pointing to each one as she's ordering. And then she'll order for herself. And then she'll stand there and look at the menu for another second. And then she'll step back and look at her husband. 
and like, okay, are you going to order, you know, and he would step up to order and I'm just like, she's going to let you eat, you know, and it like catches them off guard for a second and then they start laughing, but I was laughing, sure, yeah, 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 like they would always tell you, you know, say, welcome to Wendy's, how can I help you, you know, whatever, I'm like, I threw that out the window and I would just do my own thing. I would be sarcastic with people. I would always try to find something to compliment about someone like, oh, I love your shirt or oh, I love your earrings or right. you know, whatever. And it would, it's like, you never know. I'm like, it must've worked because I would have people come in. I would be working drive-thru and somebody would be like, hey, Carrie, somebody's looking for you. And I'm like, huh? And I would stick my head around the uh, wall there. And somebody would be like, hey, can you make sure my fries are like hot? And I'm like, well, I'm not working that station, but yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but I, I loved doing that. You know, it's a small town yeah. and yeah. I, I loved giving that personal element to people rather than just being so strict by the book, you know. Absolutely. You never- and we live our, and we live in a, in a, in a world that is, it's so, um, structured in the way that you mm. think people should be speaking to you or the way that you know you show up to customer service someplace and it's but you know I was at a government I was at a government run you know uh facility today or office today and and you know you have these in Los Angeles especially because I see so many people every single day and you have these preconceived notions of mm. oh man this it's gonna be like this I'm gonna go in people are gonna be rude you know, we're, we're going to, you know, if I don't, if I arrive five minutes late, they're not going to see me anymore. Um, but, but then you just, you, you change, you, you, I walked in, I walked in and I was, I ran late and the lady was like, Oh, I don't know if they canceled your appointment. You, you know, you're, you're, you're 10 minutes late. And I said, oh, I know it was the traffic coming in here. She's like, she's like, let me, let me, I'll be right back. And she goes and checks. She goes, she goes, it's your lucky day. She goes, he's going to see you. But she, he told me, he told me to scold you. He told me to scold you. And I was like, <laughs> and, and, and her saying that to me in that environment, I was so thrown, thrown off and like going, you're awesome. And so mm-hmm. is that guy yeah. for taking the time out to like, he doesn't know me, but he's like, he's, he's just, he's, he's, he's putting back, you know, giving, giving back good, you know, and good spirit to, to, yeah. yeah, paying it forward. And, and then, and then my day changes and then I treat somebody differently. And then, you know, so it's the ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ripple effect. Exactly. Yeah. So that's great, Carrie, that you took it upon yourself to do that, you know, and no, I love that. obviously Morgan, you're crushing it in your job too, getting raises <laughs> and stuff. So whatever you're doing, keep doing, keep doing, doing you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a housekeeper in a nursing home. And I love it because just like being able to be around those residents and we have a lot of, a lot of them who are, you know, they don't have a lot of family, especially when COVID hit, it was bad because they couldn't, a lot of people in there to see their family members yes. and already got some that are early stages. They needed that constant connection with their family because then it just made it worse for them to remember them, you know, yeah, or to tie them yeah. to them. And, just, like, it was, and then we had some that they felt like they were abandoned because they couldn't understand the concept about hey we're locked down there's sickness going around oh wow wow so like it was all that kind of stuff and i came just about the butt end uh we are now fully opened um we do screenings and everybody wears a mask when they're inside but once they're inside the residence room in their family's room they can take it off and they can just be with their family not have that distraction um yeah sorry i have my nieces at the door (laughs) it's crying oh great Uh, i need to grab her (laughs) 
much. I'm so, so sorry. That's fine. No worries. No I'm worries. Gonna, how, gonna... how old is your niece, Carrie? Oh, geez. I think, I think they just turned two. I'm not sure. They're either okay. one or two. I honestly don't remember. Um, when I do these podcasts in the evening, sometimes when my, when my son, when my both boys are here. Oh, what's her name? You're going to have to unmute yourself, Morgan. Sorry, I had muted you. There you go. It's okay. Her she, name. Let's see. She's a twin. She's, uh, this is Olivia. Hi, Olivia. And Hi. This is my nephew, Car- uh, Oliver. I'm so sorry, Carrie. Hey, you told Oliver. me to do this. No, 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 you're good. No, I don't care. What's going Hi. on, Oliver? How you doing, buddy? Yeah. How, how old are the yeah. twins? The twins just turned a year old in February. Okay, this, boy, this buddy just turned four this month. Or no, Whoa. I April. Yeah. Turn four in April. Look at you. Do you have a tooth? Do you have a tooth? You have a tooth missing? Yes, he knocked that out whenever he was a year old. Oh my gosh. Oh, did... <laughs> yeah, did, he knocked did the, tooth, he... did the tooth did the tooth fairy come at least? Did you see the tooth fairy? Did the tooth fairy get your tooth? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah? All right. Well, don't knock any more teeth out, okay, Oliver? You want to keep all the you want to keep all those teeth, okay? You want to keep all those teeth and let them come out naturally. <laughs> yeah, let's see Nana. Let's see Nana. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my brother has uh three three kids. Um oh, does he? the oldest is four, the middle child is three, and then this, and is, this is Evie. Oh my gosh, I like identical. Yeah, they're they identical. Look identical. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> busy, busy household. Yes, oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Lots, so we understand lots of going on in both our families. We, we understand being a dad a little bit. <laughs> oh, Basically, I, I can give them back. Dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is doing her nephew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, get out of here. <laughs> and this is another thing we don't edit our podcast and actually we get a lot of people thanking us for that because they're like we love how real y'all are and like the 2 a.m delirium when we're trying to record and we're like just sitting here i don't know how many times i've heard breathe carrie breathe because i will get to laughing like, so hard there is no sound coming out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yeah we have some interesting recordings sometimes but we love it I also it's great my, my cat also will jump in my lap and uh, just like start mowing like crazy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Can you not right now? Like not at this minute? Yeah, we call, him, yeah. we call him our little mascot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, is Morgan, Morgan doing that podcast again? Yeah. Right, yeah, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Now it's my time. It's my time. She's distracted. She's, she's not giving me yeah. love right now. And I don't like that. So I'm going to yeah. go. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, real quick. One of the uh, one of our favorite movies of yours that we did not mention earlier was My Christmas Family Tree. And congratulations, by the way, and I'll have to look exactly how it was worded for the uh, best overall 2021 countdown to Christmas movie in the Swing My Heart 2021 Fan Awards. That was so cool. Obviously, we voted. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. That Thank was yeah, no, like that one was... of the best movies I had seen in I don't know how long. It really like, was. The, the whole story and everything like just grabbed me. So it was really, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect it to kind of come off like that. I knew it was a, it was a really talented cast and uh, James Tupper who played Amy's father, 
he, um, you know, he was just, he just came off set with, with Meryl Streep and, and, uh, and, um, gosh, what's her name? Um, why is, why does want to say Rennie Zellweger? It sounds like Rennie Zellweger, but, uh, uh, what's her name from, um, oh my gosh, terrible, terrible. Anyways, he did, he did, he did, he was doing a TV show, an HBO TV show. And, um, oh, why am I blanking on her name? Anyways, uh, yeah, he was on this great, great. Yes, Reese, 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 Reese with uh, Big Little Fires, um, is that it? Or Big Little Lies, Big Little Lies. Big, big Little Lies, yeah. Big Little Lies. And so, hey, that was his like last job that he came off of. Wow, that's a series. That was a series. Amazing to get him. Yeah. You know, amazing to get him in this movie. And he played the father of a good, really good friend of ours in a show called Revenge back in the day. I don't know if you guys ever saw Revenge on yeah, ABC. I, I, I didn't see it, but I've known, I know a lot of the cast from that. So he played, yeah, a close girlfriend of ours is, is um, Emily Van Camp, and she played the lead in it, and that was, and James yes. was her father. So I'm a, he, I'm a big um, Marvel nerd, so I know you? her, yeah, so I, I know oh, her, girl. obviously, for playing Sharon Carter. So. Yeah, that's it, that's yeah. it, yeah. It's her birthday today, actually, we're going, we're going Aww. for uh, we'll dinner with her dinner. tonight to celebrate her. We said happy birthday. I will, I will tell her that. And so James was so incredible in that movie and just to work with him on, to be on set with him and to see what he brings to the table was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is awesome. That's awesome. And Tyler made a little cameo in that movie too, didn't he? As the, yes, as did. the waiter. Yeah. We love, yeah. Yeah. like, that, that was one thing Morgan was like, I love their bromance they have going up. Like the, <laughs> your Instagram posts, you know, like, <laughs> for instance, you guys laying on the couch with the popcorn imitating yes. the, like, with all of you. <laughs> I love that picture. I was like, that's serious right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's like a lot of fun. Yeah. Everybody talks about y'all's bromance. And then like, I feel like Kevin McGarry has a bromance with everybody. Right. (laughs) I feel like he doesn't have just one. He has a lot of bromances. Uh, But yeah, I love whenever they do that or like whenever the girls are all together and like that Mm -hmm. kind of aspect. That's That's the beauty of Hallmark. Honestly, like everybody, there's no real competition. Like we're all doing the same types of movies. Oh yeah. We're all, we're all supporting each other like crazy. The amount of, the amount of messages that I received when I, when I found out I got this deal with Hallmark and, and uh, put up that, that picture on Instagram. It's like, I got so many people like, Lacey hit me up and Amy and, you know, Nikki and then uh, Alicia, uh, Alicia Witt and, you know, and all the guys like Ryan and, you know, it's just, it was amazing. Tyler, obviously, and just, you know, so many people were just so supportive and Aaron, Krako and, you know, yeah, it's, that's, that's what makes Hallmark so incredible to work for is everybody's so supportive and you go to these, these like, the Christmas convention, for example, that we were at in, in New Jersey, and I'm going to this other one called Rama Drama. Um, when you're in the green room, it's not about like oh, who's a who's a bigger, you know, who's got more of a name. Than, there's, than no the next there's no there's egos. There's no egos. Right. It's like, hey man, how, how are you? How's it going? How's the kids? How's you know? How's life? And just yeah, it's, it's almost a, like it's going a, to like a high school reunion, but you actually like everyone there. <laughs> yes, completely, exactly. Good yeah. comparison. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was homeschooled, but yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah I can. Oh, cool. Like, I'm like, I love people. I just don't like them the majority of the time. 
We do what the Bible says. We love them, but it doesn't say in there. In there, we had to like each other. Yeah. Says to yes. Like yeah. Each other. yeah. That's it. So I'm That's like, it. I, yeah. I love people. I just don't like them the majority of the time. And I have had somebody so- said that about your kids the other day. <laughs> somebody said about she's like she's like I love my kids. I don't like my kids, but I love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my kids. Something she goes. I don't like my kids sometimes, but I love them. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's actually that's a great. Very, that's great very true. Yeah, yeah. And like, I have met so many fake people in my life. Like, honestly, Morgan is one of the like maybe five people I know that I would consider a true her. friend. Uh, like so many. I can people. say the same for her because, like, she like when, like I honestly felt bad because I feel like I was crying more than she did about my dog dying than she did about her mom. And I'm like, I'm so sorry because I feel like this is nothing compared to what you just went through. And she's like calling me all the time. She's like, hey, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? How's your mom? Like, we call each other all the time where we just like literally talk about our own lives outside of this. Great, guys. You know, all you need in life is that one person, right? Mm -hmm. That you can just, and then you have that one person that you go through life with and, and, and then, you know, you kind of build it out from there, you know, then yeah. you can help each other with the, with your, in your relationships with other people that you bring in and, you know, mm-hmm. at least, at least, you know, you have each other and it's great. You know, that's, that, that, that's what kept me in Los Angeles. I probably would have left to go somewhere else, but it's a tough city to find good people around. And mm-hmm. I just somehow, um, with my luck, I guess, but somehow, 20 years ago when I first got here, I've been here for 21 years now. Um, I, I found this friend group and it just kind of built out from there. I I'm still friends with some of these people, like five of my friends in my friend group are people that I met 20 years ago here in LA. And so it just, that's what kept me in the city because it's just really, you know, I have incredible friends who are supportive and we all challenge each other and, um, we're honest with each other. If things rub us the wrong way about someone, somebody did something, you just just talk about it right away. That is really rare, rare to find. Yeah. Yeah. Very rare. And I would think it's very, even more rare in Los Angeles. Hmm. It is. Kind of field that you're in, like as actors, because there are people with egos. There are people with like this, like, Oh yeah. So it's like for you to find that, that group is amazing. Ironically, actually one of my best friends and like one of the people that, my mom says she's never seen anybody fight for me like this guy does, but actually lives in LA or I don't know if you're, I'm an old soul. Okay. Like I'm like 80 stuck in a 26 year old body here. So I'm like obsessed. If you, if I were not wearing a Georgia Bulldog shirt, I would be wearing a Mayberry shirt. I'm obsessed with like the Andy Griffith show and stuff from like oh, wow, cool. and older. Um, so you're you're lucky I watch Hallmark because pretty much 70s is like my cutoff point of, okay. <laughs> of stuff that I watch. Um, but uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Andrew Griffith show or the spinoff show Gomer Pyle USMC, but I've got Not familiar with that one, no. But the kind um, of Andy Griffith I am. Uh, well, uh, Ronnie Shell. Uh, he was in two episodes of the Andy Griffith Show, but he's best known for his work on Gomer Pyle USMC. He was in some Walt Disney movies and stuff, but I've met him through the Andy Griffith Show and his son, Greg, um, and I have become like best friends. Uh, we talk all the time. He's been texting me while we're, while we're recording here, but they live in LA. So cool. So Okay, um, great. Yeah, I feel like very, very blessed to have gotten to meet them and get to know them 
as people and not just, oh my gosh, this is Ronnie Shell, you know, like, um, yeah, yeah. But you should have saw us before you came on. What? what? I said, you should, like, you mentioned that being like, oh my God, it's Ronnie Shell. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, we were, we were oh, yeah. You, yeah. We you were probably going to kick out of it. Yeah, we were, we were uh, kind of just a little bit. You should you should have pressed play on the podcast then, guys. That's Twitter. what that's what people want to see. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were we were we were geeking out just a little bit. Not gonna lie. Uh, okay, maybe a little more than a little bit. Oh, but, um, now I'm gonna now I'm I'm gonna blush like Morgan. I'm gonna, <laughs> like Good, I'm not we alone. Love you. We're <laughs> yes, not alone. Um. Okay. Well, real quick. Tell us about your juice business, because honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing until recently. So I watched uh, your podcast for the Swing My Heart podcast, and Nicole gracious, like very kindly bragged about her juice that you sent her, and she's like, "Look what I got in the mail today!" Yeah, (laughs) like Um, amazing. Well, I uh, yeah, you guys are gonna have to get some juice as well. Um, Yes, we'll we'll connect after this, but but. yeah, it was, it started 10 years, 10, well, coming up on 10 years in January of 2023. Um, my wife and I started this juice bar. We had uh, one retail location next to a hot yoga studio. Um, we were, we had invested in a restaurant about a year or so before that. We loved hospitality. We love food. We're big foodies. And I was taking a lot of meetings uh, for producing at the time. So we were like, let's invest in this restaurant so we could like do it all under one roof and it'd be part of our, our business as well. And anyways, so we we had experience in that a little bit. And then we had uh, at this hot yoga studio that I go to a lot and my wife was going to it at the time with me a decent amount. Um, the owners told us one day, they're like, hey, we have this, uh, we took on the location next to us, which was a rug store. And we signed a lease. We're going to turn that into another studio space. And they already had a 70 person capacity room. And they were going to turn that other one into a 65 capacity room. So they were going to have these two studios kind of like going at, off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, every 30 minutes, basically, people would file out of one class, go, you know, change, leave. The next class would file in. And then and it's like it was every 30 minutes to an hour that it would basically do. So it was an unbelievable uh, yoga studio, had an incredible following. And so my wife and I left that day and she wasn't loving the job that she was doing. And uh, she was selling clothes for this fashion company out of Montreal. And she's like, I'm selling clothes to women that don't need to buy any more clothes. You know, it's just, and I'm not really like helping change people. And, um, and she's always been a really, really, she's a really great cook and she cooks really healthy food that tastes good. Um, and so, and she had been doing it before, you know, kind of like before kale was a thing, she was like, doing these great dishes with kale and, and, and she'd make her own veggie burgers and we would do, you know, we eat everything though. Like we're not just, you know, we eat pizza and burgers and fries and whatever, but we're just mainly, you know, we do like to take more of a healthy approach to a lot of the stuff that we put in our body. And so at the time um, we were like, well, after we had that meeting with the girls, the yoga studio, we're like, maybe we should see if they want to open up a carve out of few hundred square feet for us to create some sort of health and wellness uh, bar, like a juice bar, smoothies and stuff like that. And so we went back to them the next day and asked them and they said, uh, they were like, yeah, guys, let's do it. Yeah. We'll carve out, we'll do, we'll put you on the sidewalk side and let's just carve out that space. So we went back that night. We're like, what did we agree to? We don't know how to run a business. <laughs> and uh, now we have to like, like raise a bunch just, of money. Like, what, to, did we just do? Like, what did we just do? Yeah. yeah. 
And we did, you know, we didn't have the money to finance it ourselves necessarily. So we were like, we, let's go and we have to, I guess, raise money now. And so kind of, we really learned, uh, you know, a lot along the way, but we opened up that place. Then we opened up another two more juice bars about a year or so apart. So we had three juice bars and then we started doing like, um, started selling wholesale. So we had a lot of people ask us if they could sell our juice at a, at a coffee shop or at their grocery or in a local, uh, specialty market. And, um, and so we would just say, yes, we said yes to everything. We were like, yes. Oh yeah. We'll sell the yeah. it. And, um, and then at one point the business got really, um, a little unmanageable in the way that there was so many fragmented different things that we were doing. We had three juice bars. We had three trucks on the road that were doing wholesale. And we had a, a, a kitchen that we had uh, 35 employees in that were juicing for us on a nightly basis. And every time something would go wrong, I'd have to go over there and fix the juicer. And I was, I was sometimes helping the guys at that point. I was more like helping my wife with sales, but um, I juiced for the first year and a half of our business and my wife was working in our stores for the first like three years of our business and um and now we've uh, we've really streamlined it we kind of closed we closed all our stores and we just sell wholesale um and we sell to about 700 or so accounts up and down the california coast in nevada wow. and arizona Thanks. and we um yeah so we do yeah we we're we're doing a lot of grocery stores now. Like we're in Whole Foods in the Southern Pacific region and a bunch of grocery stores around here and do a lot of ho hotels is kind of like our, our, yeah. our niche. Cause we, um, it's a little bit, it's a higher end juice, you know, it's like, uh, the, the blends aren't what you'd normally get from like a small town grocery or store. Like bolt house. Yeah. Small town yeah. grocery store. It's like, we'll juice, like we juice things with like, we'll throw an ounce of wheatgrass into our beet juice and our beet juice has tons of ginger in it. So it's a very bright tasting beet juice, but like there's no sugar added. There's nothing. It's just, all it is is local fruits and vegetables from local California farms. And, um, and we try to go after the farms that have extremely high um, uh, farming practice, like high uh, uh, good, like very good farming practices. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, um, yeah, it's not like conventional, style stuff we're, we're getting you know a lot of family farms that can't necessarily afford and don't want to do usda certified organic as well mm -hmm. we um you know there's good good and bad with the usda certified organic and we um we really feel like small farm pra farming practices are, are are way better than that and um and you're changing and so, them yeah, how, yeah i mean yeah it's it's amazing now we like we yeah. know our, our apple farmer we know our kale farmer we know and we have a really good relationship with all of them now. And, and, um, and I think it's really shines through on the product too. That's really where we, you know, it's the ingredients that go in the bottle that are the most important thing that we, you know, I think that we, the most important aspect of our business. Yeah. You do realize that your juice business is a Hallmark movie, right? <laughs> that's, <laughs> like dealing that's with, it dealing, the personal relationships being so important the uh like cutting things down to manageable not just doing what people would expect you to do the you know so like, I, how, I you, how you got started yeah i pitched them i pitched i pitched them on this but it was three years ago oh, yeah. and it was different it was a different team and stuff there mm -hmm. um and it was at a time when they were looking to change things a little bit. And the, mm -hmm. I think the pitch that I had sent them was to like small town guy moves back to this, you know, small town guy moved to the city, moves back to his small town again, meets the girl 
and she owns this yoga studio. He wants to open up a, uh, a juice bar next to the yoga studio. And um, she, she's his landlord. And they basically like, you know, love ensues, but there's like turmoil before that. But I think there needs to be something a little bit more creative there. And, and, but I'm definitely. A good twist would be if he was actually from a small town and he was moving to the big city. And so he was kind of a fish out of water Mm -hmm. in that aspect. There we go. I was just going to say Morgan and Carrie, you you should, you should come up with the, uh, the concept. Send me, send me the log line. You should know, like, dude. You asked for it. You're going to get bombarded. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I, I'm asking for it because I, because I mean it. But I mean, like you, you don't see the whole, you see, you always see the classic, you know, city person that used to live in a small town was, you know, moved back to their hometown. And they're like, they hate it. They can't wait to get back to the city, all this kind of stuff. But you never see the small town guy or girl move to the city and it'd be like, what did I just sign myself up for? Yeah. Like, this is way yes. over my head. Like exactly. I want yeah. to and then, a Hallmark movie where somebody actually leaves a small, I mean, I'm from a small town. I love small town. But, like, I want to see a Hallmark movie where they actually twist that up and somebody actually moves to the city and that's their choice the rather than they're yeah. from a small town, they're living in the city, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. discover they should be back in their small town. You know, like, it would be something different. And you should yeah. You should probably know that the uh, wallpaper on my laptop is actually kind of a mock-up uh, like poster for the story that I was talking about. And um, the pictures of like the characters on there are Tyler, Jen Lilly, Marcus Rosner, Merritt Patterson, a girl that worked on uh, Mayberry Man with us. Her name's Olivia Disney. Sweet, sweet girl. And you. And the story, I actually uh, called it my Hallmark love. And it's like the same and yet different from anything Hallmark's ever done because the main character is like in search of love, never like she's got a great life. And so she just doesn't have any luck finding love. She's a hopeless romantic and she's watched maybe like one or two too many Hallmark movies. So she decides to, not that that's a thing, but you know what I mean, Uh, but that she decides (laughs) to make a list of all the meat cutes that she loves in these Hallmark movies. And she's going to try these things to find true love because life imitates or art imitates life, right? So she decides to try all these things. And of course it ends disastrously with every single one of them. And, uh, her brother's best friend moves in the apartment across the hall from her and thinks she's crazy for trying this but hey at least she's trying to you know at least she's putting herself out there and Mm -hmm. he actually has a girlfriend but like just through the course of her like failing at these things he becomes her shoulder to cry on pretty much and at the end of the movie um that she has, I feel sorry, Marcus, like, so many times gets to be the guy, like, the bad guy that gets dumped, but that's just, I don't know, he does a really good job at that, but anyway. He does a really good job with that, I know, I know. But that basically, he's, like, the mayor's assistant that has been trying to get close to her in order to actually use her, because the mayor's going to run for governor, and she, like, works at a newspaper, they get her this job working at the news station and whatever, because they're wanting to utilize her, in order to promote their campaign and um 
the best friend like finds out about it and tries telling her of course she tells him he's lying she don't want to ever see him again type thing so he decides to leave and then she finds out he was actually right and calls her brother and you. Has a convers- yeah you and has a <laughs> conversation with with him kind of like man I'm such an idiot you know like realizing she's she's in love with this other guy but you know he's gone now she she doesn't have a chance and uh that you're like what are you talking about he's been in love with you all our lives like you know so just kind of but but throwing in the element of like using past hallmark movies yeah yeah all those meat cutes um but yeah that is that is my uh, uh i love that i love that idea but using all the the meat cutes like that and they don't work they don't work you know mm-hmm. yeah. and then it's when she least expects it mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. he's got like three books in the works right now. Like this <laughs> okay. Good, Carrie. Good. Don't keep it. Keep it going. Do you actually have to keep creative? Self-published, but yeah. Yeah, self-published. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Wow. What are the Thank what are the names? Um, Love in the Rain and Love Grows. I'm hoping to turn it into a five book series. The first book I co-wrote with a fellow Hardy. And it wasn't really serious. Like I would, I would love to go back and rewrite it, honestly, because it is very amateurish. We wrote it in like a month, but we kind of wrote it. I don't know any other way to describe it, but kind of as a fan fiction of When Calls the Heart, but it's different characters, but it's the same principle, like Mountie, teacher, you know, whatever. Um, but with the second book, I definitely like did a little more research, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's and, so good. Uh, I would, I would love to like continue that series but um but yeah I I I love to write when I was 10 years old and this is actually something I wanted to ask you about and I'll get around to the question in a second but when I was 10 years old I told my mom I wanted to write books make movies and make CDs also sing um because I wanted to be a part of making sure there was something good for people in the world and up to this point I've gotten to write I have uh, gotten to work on a movie set, which I hope that is not my last one. I loved every minute of it. And um, actually just like right after Christmas, a friend of mine contacted me and was like, hey, would you be interested in uh, recording a 10 song CD? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> so we haven't been able to actually work on that because my mom passing away and everything that's just happened. But, yeah. um, but hopefully I'll get to do that. Um, but like I said, she never stops. Not Great. really. <laughs> Amazing, Carrie. I, I did Lots want to, of iron, irons in the fire. Yeah, what were you going to ask me? I did want to ask you, though, because I was thinking, I could, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking in the interview you did with Swing My Heart podcast, you were saying that your dad didn't necessarily want you to be an actor. And I know that for me, like, I've always had people be like, oh, you know, shoot for your dreams, you know, do whatever. And then when I tell them what my dreams actually are, they're like, oh, you're shooting for the moon. You need to settle in some nine to five. And, you know, maybe that stuff will happen one day. And I'm like, when? When I'm 50 years old, married, got kids and don't have time? Like, I don't even have a boyfriend right now. It seems to me like right now is the time to try to- Time to do it. Yeah, to do something with this. And, but like I told my mom years ago, I was like, I would rather fall flat on my face trying to achieve my dreams and fail than to live a life full of what if I had, you know, what yeah. if. And I know you talked about that you were kind of resenting your uh, business there for a little while because it was keeping you from acting. So 
kind of what would be some insight that you could share of like just going for what you're passionate about, even when the odds are against you per se? I don't know how else to word that. Yeah, no, it's a really good question. I think that, um, well, yeah, my dad did. He, he was, he was a little, uh, apprehensive of me being a, an actor because his brother's an actor and his brother has seen the ups and downs of what it was, what it's like to be an actor, you know, not working for years and, um, you know, and, and just, and the struggle, you know, that you can go through and the denial and, and all that stuff. But, um, I, I had, I had fortunately I had a bit of success at the very beginning when I was like 12, 13 years old in Montreal, Canada. And I started going out for these, the, some of my first auditions, I started booking them and my dad would take time off. Of course, my dad ended up, he was like, he took time off of his work to drive me, pick me up to school and drive me to my auditions and take mm -hmm. me out of school. He was a school principal for the same, for the same school board that my, that I was going to, uh, to elementary school in. And, uh, so the guy that was kind of like, ah, I don't think you should be doing this. I don't think you should be doing this. It's going to be wasting your time. And I don't want you to be, you know, caught up in the whole rat race of being an actor and, 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 you know, have to deal with all this, you know, denial and this and that. And I was also, uh, you know, he was a sports guy, you know, he wanted me to, he wanted me to, uh, to, to play football and, you know, and I was, I was, I was good at that game, but I think that being a, being a, you know, a well-rounded person is really important. And that was something my mom brought to the table was she's a, she is the, she's the creative. My mom is such a creative person. She's an incredible pianist. She was, she could have been an actress. She, um, dancer, singer, you know, everything. So she's like really the, you know, the creative inspiration, um, that I've drew inspiration from. But I think, you know, as I look back now as a 42 year old guy, dad with two kids, it happened so fast. I got here so fast. Like, I don't know. And, but, you know, the decisions that I've made along the way that scare me were always the best decisions that I could have made. And so the scariest decisions were always the best decisions and the things that like, cause you, you go into something scared, you do it, you get through it. And then you're only as good as that last thing that kind of you, 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 you persevered through, you know? And mm -hmm. so the years that I, that I, um, that I was, that I took off from acting to start the juice business was petrifying. I mean, it was like the moments that we went through were such character building moments, like between my wife and I, and also having like opening a business with my wife. Like that's, you have to have some tough conversations together. You, right. have, to have, you have to get on the same page. And also there's, there's people that are relying on you. Like we had employees that were older than us that were working in our kitchen or that we were hiring to be drivers or whatever that had families to feed. So if we were in, you know, a disagreement between the two of us, because, you know, we had to put that aside or come to some sort of resolve quickly to not hinder the business from growing and, 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 you know, potentially, you know, uh, not, you know, not being able to pay this person that we're, you know, that we're, that, that relies on us. So, you know, I think that this, you should act on things quickly when you have that, the inspiration to do it. And regardless of how crazy it is, mm -hmm. because, you're going to have people that are practical. There's too, there's too many practical people out there. And that's good because mm -hmm. that's what the, the world needs, practical people. But the, but the world also needs people to like take 
risks. And I love that Nikki says this. She's like, we're in the circus, man. We're in the circus. Nikki says, you know, and I love that because it really is like the traveling circus. Like we, we go up somewhere, the whole, everybody meets you, you, everyone has their own, you know, hat to wear. And you basically start like shooting a camera and creating and being like, like acting is so such a, and but acting, look, look, look at the, look at the people that out there that are like, I want to be a magician. You know, imagine your my son saying to me, I want to be a magician. I, who am I to say to my son, you're going to be a magician? You know, magicians, you, like, do they even, can they even feed themselves? Like, is it a magician, is a magician a, a, a feel, a line of work that you actually want to do? And if it's something that he put, that he is inspired by, mm. I have no, I have, there's no reason for me to stand in the way of, of him being inspired by something that could potentially he could use the tool in his life when he becomes, you know, when he's working as a, an accountant or a lawyer or whatever later on down in life. But I think that life is all about accumulating these like experiences and things and no decision is for life. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, no matter if you pick up, you, you're moving, you're doing whatever it is. You, you know, I, I, I bought a, a $500 car at 21 years old and I drove from Montreal to California with a buddy of mine. And I told my parents, I'm like, I don't know. I'll see you in a, I'll see you in a, in a few months, I guess. And my dad's like, I'll see you in two weeks, you know? And that was 21 years ago. Wow. And, you know, and, and I, that was the, one of the best decisions I, I ever could have made is just like mm-hmm. acting on an impulse that was kind of thought, thought through, but not fully thought, thought not fully thought through. Right. And so I think that, yeah. And, and, you know, nothing that you do that you're, you know, all these books that you've written, all these things that you're doing, all these things you're putting into action are, are all going to, they, it's like a writer. When I look at what writers do, it's one of the hardest, uh, you know, uh, there's no, like there's the payoff is, you don't know what the payoff is. You don't, you don't, you like, you, you could just write and write and write. Some of these writers that I know that finally get their, their movies made, they have 20 other movies they've written, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, who's the perfect example of this? Seth Rogen. You know, the actor, Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. I, I used to go to Seth Rogen's house or apartment all the time with a, with a friend of mine. His name is Jay Baruchel, um, who's an actor out of Montreal. And Jay has done like a lot of Seth Rogen movies now. But he would, we'd go over to his house when I was, when I first came to LA and Seth would just be writing all day long, all day long. And, and I was like, man, he's got, he's got like 16 scripts made or, or written, but nothing's been produced at that point. And then like eight years later, Seth is doing his first movie. And then, and then he, one of his movies, his second script that he ever wrote was like 40 year old virgin. And that was the one that, that he ended up getting made. Wow. And then all the scripts that he previously wrote at the very beginning of his, of his writing started just getting made because, because mm-hmm. now he has his foot in the door and now he's a known guy and he's a, you know, he has producers that believe in him. And so nothing you do will ever go to waste. And it's never done in like, you know, for no reason you're, you're, you can, you know, it's, it's important to keep creating or it's important to keep studying. If you're a, if whatever you do, just keep accumulating information, mm-hmm. keep outputting, you know what I mean? Keep. And I think that's an important thing that people, the one thing that I wouldn't, that I would, that I would 
be upset about if my son decided that he would just wanted to like lay in bed till noon every day. I'd be like, get your butt up, man. Get after it, you know? And that's and that's why I think where my dad was like, you look, I'll support whatever you do. Just just make sure that you do it and you try to do it well and you put effort behind it. Don't I think waste effort time. is an important don't waste yeah, don't time energy don't waste yeah yeah and don't be don't be hard on yourself about time wasted either i think right. don't waste time catch yourself in a moment be like i just want to keep like creating and keep you know um there has to be a balance exploring yeah yeah totally totally mm-hmm. so i would just you know that's a long-winded explanation about it but i think that you're doing a great job in 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 continuing to create and come up with great ways to, you know, stimulate your mind and, um, and build your, you know, build who you are as a, as a, as a person or a creator, you know? I think one thing that, um, thank you for that, by the way, but I think one yeah. thing that, um, that I have to remember is when I start getting frustrated that people don't seem to believe in me in those areas or whatever, um, is that creative people have always been considered strange by the rest of the world because our priorities have. lie. We're more passion people. We're more dream people. And we're willing to risk certain things in order to achieve something. We're not just practical. And yeah. um, I remember um, when, I don't remember if it was when I published, I think it was after I published my first book, that my dad was like, um, are you even making any money off of this? <laughs> you know? And I was like, okay, my dad's a mechanic. So I was like, okay, let me put this in terms he can understand. I was like, just because someone drives in one race doesn't mean everybody's going to know who they are. I'm like, they're going to have to keep racing. I was like, it might be 30 books down the road that somebody finally goes, oh, wait, you wrote that? You know, and your first book yeah. suddenly becomes one of your most popular, you know, I mean, it's just like, it, it's unpredictable. And like I say, nothing is a waste of time. You mentioned uh, Rama drama earlier. I wish I could go, but I'm actually going to be at the um, Hardy's VIP weekend in Mappany, Indiana. Brian Bird, Brian and Patty Bird are supposed to be there. I met uh, Brian last Great. year. And I think Jeanette Oak is supposed to be there as well if the borders stay open. So then so. you can you can tell Brian, you can Brian, bring bring Billy back. Let's start speaking to Angel. There you go. I'm gonna tell him I talked to you and that we want you back. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, hey guys, I'm looking at the clock here. I have to split. Um, okay. Yeah, I it's was two o'clock. Eh? Like, oh my god, we went way like, past. Oh, we that talked hour. for a long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we kept you so long, but this is no, end. no worries, no worries, no worries at all. The, it was it was great to chat with you guys, and mm. you know I really appreciate you having me on the on the podcast. Yeah, you can come back anytime. That's sexy to say. You're Thank welcome. You yeah, very anytime. much, guys. I'm so proud of you. What you're doing, so keep it up. All right. Thank, Thank you. We're proud of you too. Yes, we Thank are. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Well, we'll see each other. I'm sure very soon, and uh, keep in touch. Okay. And think of, think of my, think of my movie. Think of the log line for the juice movie. Okay. Okay. And send it to me. You're on. Brainstorm. Dude, you're on. (laughs) All right. Good. Good. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Take care. Take care. Take care.